Well, welcome. My name is Matt Lilly, if I uh, haven't met you before, and uh, hello. And uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Coast Vineyard Church. And if, uh, again, if it is your first time, you would have caught a little bit of it from what Kieran said. He's been working through this series of uh, the last four weeks. This is week four. Um, just talking about the things that we do at Coast Vineyard Church. Just bringing some language to things that we've always done. But it's just some, some clarity to that. And really it comes down to these four things. It's connect, we serve, we grow and we go. And I've got them in the wrong order, I know. So, um, and um, we're finishing this series today talking about go. Talking about go. And you know, I'm going to be talking mainly today for people who call Coast Vineyard home. And, uh, you know, the, and the, the Christians. And because, um, you know, one of the things that we're encouraged to do as Christians is to help others to know God. And uh, it was just wonderful just hearing some, you know, briefly Mitch's story. And um, it just was a snapshot of, of his story. But just how someone at some point went and they, they heard the word go. And they went and they talked to Mitch about faith. And maybe talked again and maybe talked again. And then when Mitch came to faith and then he went and talked to his, you know, probably many people. And, uh, and, and we just caught a snapshot of that picture, you know, today. But that's what we're encouraged to do is to help people to find faith, to know God. And, and let me just say, if you're here this morning and, uh, and you're not a Christian, uh, you're going to get a little bit of a, a look behind the scenes of church life today. So we're glad you're here and you're going to get a little bit of a, a look behind the scenes because uh, at one of the things that uh, Christianity is all about. So it's a good day to come. You get a little, little sneak behind the scenes there. So it's great having you here. I'd just like to pray and, uh, as, we, as we launch into it. God, it's just to come, good to come before you and welcome you here. God, and, and to, to take a moment to remember again how for so many of us that others have heard the word go and they've come and they've, they've invited us into this, this wonderful, wonderful life of knowing you and following you. And I just pray this morning, God, that there would be something that you would a seed that you would plant in each one of our hearts. That, that it would be something that would be of you, it would be something that we can take away and, and, uh, and it would become, as seeds do, it would become something that would grow and would become fruitful. So we just welcome your presence here. Amen. I know many of you read the Bible and uh, there's... Uh, there's four Gospels in the Bible. Gospel's a word that means the good news, and it's just the four different accounts of Jesus' life. And in the Gospel of Matthew, these are the last words that Jesus said as he, as he left his disciples, Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says, go. He says, go and make disciples. He says, go and baptize people. He says, go and, and teach people the things that I have taught you. And he says, as you go, 
I'm with you. He calls us to go. And you know what? The followers of Jesus have been going ever since. They've been going ever since. Add, adding, adding links in the chain of the, of the Christian faith. Millions and millions and millions of people that have had an encounter with God and they've, uh, they've come to faith and they're passing their faith on to another and then to another and then teaching people about God and helping people to, to find faith. It's been going ever since. It's just wonderful. It started in, in Acts. And again, if you don't read the Bible too much, there's all the books of the Bible have got their different, different names. And the book of Acts is the story of the early church, is you know, what happened after Jesus. And in Acts 2, right at the start of the, uh, the early church, uh, the apostle Peter, they have this, uh, and all of the followers, they have this wonderful supernatural encounter. And, uh, and what happens is that Peter goes from there and, and everyone's going like, what's going on with these people? It's like, this, they're acting all weird. And, and Peter then gets up and he, he talks to them, talks to this curious crowd about Jesus. He talks about how God raised Jesus to life. Talks about the, how the promised Holy Spirit has been poured out. And then he goes, so you guys need to get right with God. You guys need to come to, to, to God and, and, and have your, your sins forgiven and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then it says that with, with many other words, he, he pleaded with them, he warned them, and 3,000 people became Christians on that day. It's like, wow. But, but here's the thing that we need to remember for us, is that the book of Acts is like a highlight reel of the story of the early church. It's all the things, it's all the big wow moments. You know, it's the wow moments. And the thing that's interesting about this is that it talks about how uh, the other disciples stood with Peter and they let him do all the talking. But they were, they were there, they were with him, but they were letting him do all the talking. There was some, Peter was the... I don't know, he was the loud one. You can see that all through the, the, the stories. He was the loud one. And, uh, and he, he got into it. But there was, there was people that would have been in the midst of that that were encouraging him. There would have been people that would have been praying. There, we read that there are people that are, are giving finances to support what's happening with the church as it, as it gets going and, and gets started. And... Uh, we read that in, this, in the early church, there's others that, that their way of going is to go out into their community and just love on people, just to care for people, just to look after people, helping the widows, helping the poor, helping the orphans. For some, their going was going out and, and praying for people and they saw miracles happen. They saw people get healed. They saw demons get cast out. They saw amazing things. And as we continue reading through this early story, this, this whole thing of, of going and there's highlights and there's this, uh, there's this guy um, called Stephen and uh, uh, the religious leaders were getting really upset with the fact that uh, everyone, these, you know, Peter was drawing this crowd and lots of people were starting to follow this Jesus. And uh, the religious people of, of the time in Jerusalem were getting really upset. 
you know, messing, messing with their, their religious thinking. And, um, and they ended up killing Stephen. And Stephen just shared about, like, this is what I've, I've read and through the scriptures, and this is what I've experienced in my life. Jesus is real. And they ended up killing him. And it started this big persecution. And the church in Jerusalem, they just, they just scattered because it was just, they were getting persecuted. And people, you know, this whole thing, this, this fear of getting killed, like they saw what happened to, um, to Stephen. Oh, no. The church is scattered. Oh, no. What happened? Then we read in Acts 8, verse 4. It says this, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. It's like, woo, off it goes. Links in the chain. Christians helping others to become Christians. Links in the chain throughout the whole of the last 2,000 years. Jump forward a whole bunch of time into the, the Middle Ages, a wonderful example of the Christian faith flourishing in Ireland. And uh, good old St. Patrick was, uh, was one of the, the main guys there. And, um, but the, the Celtic church saw much of Ireland converted, and then they ended up sending missionaries out throughout all of Europe. And what they would do is that they would, in Ireland, they used to just set up these communities just alongside the existing villages there. And... Uh, and they would just they would they would serve the village. They would um, be caring for those that were in need. Um, I was reading that they um, they would care for the travellers that that came through, provide them a place to stay, um, food to eat, and uh, and they'd care for the widows of the village, the orphans, the those in need. They'd, they'd care for men fleeing from vengeance. Um, and all of them were treated with kindness and hospitality. And, and as they came in, and uh, they would be told about Jesus. And they would be invited to come and worship and pray together. And, um, and people would come to know Christ and, uh, and, would, and were encouraged to join with the community and then eventually to go out from the community. It's just wonderful. Heard, you know, very, very... Um, Sad over the last couple of weeks with you know the hearing of the passing of Billy Graham, one of the um, one of the I guess the great evangelists of the uh, you know the twentieth century, and uh, they they say that he probably preached the good news of Jesus to over two hundred million people, and um, you know mass, this whole thing of mass evangelism and big things like this it's a, it was kind of a new thing that sort of started through the the mid eighteen hundreds and. Um, you know, really, but you know, so many people saying, you know, Billy Graham was was a, was a hero, but just as heroic are the, are the millions of people that brought their friends along to hear Billy Graham, to to share the message. And so we find ourselves, you know, another link in this chain of the Christian faith. We find ourselves 2018 on the Hibiscus Coast, about as far away from the homeland of Jesus as you can get. And, um, and we're still called to go. We're still called to keep this chain unbroken. So what does that look like for us? What does that look like for us? What does go look like for us? I'll tell you what, yesterday, 
it looked like um, giving cold bottles of water to people down at the Aurua Estuary. Um, we've got a picture of, um, oh, maybe not, maybe not a picture. <laughs> people were so ha- pleased to see us. We gave away a hundred, you know, bottles, and you know, and just uh, people going like, "What's this all about? You know, what's the catch?" And um, well, we just say, "Well, we're just a, you know, just a church in the community. We're just wanting to spread a bit of love. You know, we just want to do something nice." A lot of people have this thing in their head that the church has always got their hands out to grab. You know, like we want to grab something, and we're just like, "No, we just want to, we just want to give things away." And uh, what happened on the back of that? There was. Um, like I say, it's about just four of us that went out yesterday and we took a table and a you know, bunch of chili bins full of ice and a sign, free bottle of water. You know, it was just as we were setting it up, there some people started to look and started walking towards us. And um, that's what it looked like yesterday for, for four of us. And, um, and it was fun. You know, it had a few conversations on the back of it. And, um, we were about 50 metres away from a bunch of people who are Jehovah's Witnesses that had their stand, you know, as well. And, and um, they had ties on, and I was just like, man, it was, it was hot, you know. They were, they were you know, thinking, I wonder, I was, just, I was just wondering if, like, next time they might give away water because um, we, uh, we had more conversations than they did, which is but it's not a competition. It's, uh, <laughs> but we're doing those things, like, once a month. Um, Come along. They're just like we're just giving things away. We're doing something for people. We're serving them and blessing them. And uh, we just give them a little card. Just says like, hey, you know, I think the one yesterday said something like, um, um, you know, we're giving you a free a free bottle of chilled water. Seriously, and um, and just just wanting to show you God's love in a in a practical way. Just easy. And um, some people just kind of on their bikes and kind of grab one, you know, and grab the card and carried on. And other people hung around and chatted a little bit. And you know, there was a few, um, a few of these got passed out. Um, but it was always about us giving. It was um, we only were giving someone one of these if we felt that that was actually something that people were would like, you know, to, to step into. So. So that's what that was yesterday. Um, encourage you to come along next um, next time in a, in a month when we do it. Um, going in 2018 on the Hibiscus Coast does look a lot like Big Invite Sunday, where we all go into wherever we go during the week, and we just say, "Hey, why don't you come along? Why don't you come along?" Easy to, it's easy to invite people along when you've got an invite card. So if you haven't got one of these, as Kieran said, there's a, there's a bunch um, up there. Grab, grab one or two. And Some of you are, are good inviters. If you're a good inviter, grab like 10 of these. Grab 20 of these. And when you run out, give us a call, and we'll print off another 20. We'll drop them in your letterbox through the week. Because if you're a good inviter, we want you doing what you do well. Um, I've been giving a few away this week. The challenge, though, is that I probably should have had them in my shirt pocket, but I had them in my jeans pocket. So I'd give them to people, and they kind of were sort of butt-shaped. You know, they, were, they had this kind of curve on them, and um, so I had to apologise a little bit. I was trying to, like, flatten it all out. It's like... 
Um, but just invite people. And I know that I've kind of been joking the last couple of weeks about, um, um, you know, because the series is called Finding Joy. I've been joking a little, saying, like, you know, do you know, you know, you know any sad people? But it's for everybody. I mean, who doesn't want a little bit more joy? Like, all of us want, want you know, want to, to be finding more joy. And this is going to be a great series. You're going to really enjoy it. Um, so, go, you know, again, go today, right here and now. It could be, you, you all would have got a little um, booklet when you came in. Did you get one of those? This is the Hope Project that's a guy down in uh, Tauranga has been doing, and he's been raising funds, and the goal is, is to get one of these in everyone, everyone in New Zealand's hands, um, or every household in New Zealand. And he's been doing it every year now for the last you know, two or three or four years, and it's just a cool little thing, and I've got some in my glove box, and you might, have, you know, might want to keep that one in your glove box, you know, just in case. Just in case um, a conversation starts up, and you might think, oh, actually, I could give them that thing. They could have a little read. It might look like go for you might look like it did back in the early church as well. Those people that, that they weren't the big stand-up, preach the gospel like, like Peter, but they were the ones that said, I'm going I'm to help finance you know, what, what other people are doing. And, um, and I was just so, so you know, proud of our church, the way they got behind that Easter camp you know, uh, drive because... The reality is, is that Easter Camp is one of those places where they, are, they have got some wonderful people like the Apostle Peter that can communicate and share the good news of Jesus in a way that stirs hearts and, and people say yes. And uh, so we're pretty, pretty stoked about that. It could look like, uh, like let's, we're going to go from down here to like way up here now. It could look like church planting. A lot of people, uh, when they talk about church planting, and it's like starting new churches, I'd say church planting is one of the best forms of evangelism. And there's all sorts of reasons why a new church is helpful for, for like welcoming new people into the, into the kingdom. But uh, you know, some of you will, in the years to come, will, will plant churches or will help plant churches. And uh, you know, one of the things that, Jacinda and I feel very strongly that, that God has made us for is to train people and to train and release people into, into leadership and, uh, and ministry. And so we're pretty excited about whatever that looks like. It's, it'll be in God's time. Uh, we're not going to try and make it happen, but it will happen. And that'll be fun. You know, I'm so... I'm so, so grateful for the, the evangelists that we, we have here at, uh, at Coast Vineyard. They inspire me. They, they, uh, they nudge me forward. And um, I'm always praying that more evangelists will join us because it, you know, the thing with people with strong giftings in certain areas, it's not just that they do what they do, but they help equip others to do what they do. It says that in Ephesians 4. It talks about... Uh, how you know, there, are, there are apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry. And uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. So I, I prayed for, you know, for more evangelists. But, but this whole thing of go is, is more than evangelism, is more than helping people to, to find Jesus. It's also this whole thing of going and, and loving your community. And that's on our, um, on our little t- 
tag on go. It's like it is. It's go, love your community. We love them with sharing the good news of Jesus, but we love them in all sorts of ways. Um, in the mid-90s, uh, when Jacinda and I were uh, living over in England, and we thought we'd just do one, one last trip before the family started, so um, Rebecca, before she arrived. Um, and we, uh, we were on a bit of a tight budget. We found this package holiday to go to Crete. 190 pounds for two weeks, including airfares and breakfasts and accommodation. So the hotel, as you can tell, was okay. <laughs> well, wasn't that? Probably a bit below okay. Um, so Crete's right in the, it's, it's, it's right in the, in the, uh, the Mediterranean there. It's the biggest of all the Greek islands. Um, so we went there. One of the things that we did when we were there is that there's this little island off the island of, of Crete, which we, uh, we went out to, but it was a, uh, a leper colony. And it, uh, it started only... Uh, it was Europe's last leper colony. And it, it was started in just um, around just the, about just after 1900, about 1903 it started, and it, um, and it went for about 60 years. But the, the thing with that was that it was just started by Christians. It was started by the church. The people could see um, that we need to look after these people. Because the rest of society, the like, 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 thing with leprosy is that you lose feeling and so then you burn yourself and then you, you, know, you, you, just, it is, you injure yourself. And, and so people are often looking a little, a little knocked about. And it scared people because they're like, you know, if I go near them, am I going to catch something? Or, and, uh, and they were sort of left and they often just lived in, you know, on their own in caves. On, um, and... and it's been like, you know, it was like that for, for centuries. And the thing, this is, this is what I read uh, as I was just looking it up again. Um, it said they received, at, with, with this island that where they were looking after them, they received food, water, medical attention, and social security payments. They, made, they, they helped them, like, back into society. And it says... Um, Previously, such amenities had been unavailable to Crete's leprosy patients as they mostly lived in the area's caves away from civilization. And the Christians just said, no, we've got to love these people. We've got to look after these people. And there's a, there's a very famous movie called Ben-Hur, which was um, around the time of Jesus. And, uh, and you know what's interesting in that movie? It shows a leper colony and Christians looking after the lepers even back there in the first century. That's just like a, an example to me of just people just looking and seeing. We've got to just we've got to go love our community. We've just got to go love our community. I got an email earlier, uh, late last year or early this year, from a uh, one of the local um, ministers on the coast here, and saying, "Would any of the pastors want to do help us out with doing a church service at the Maygrove Rest Home?" And I saw that, and I thought, like. I guess so, you know, we can, we can love our community and we're going to be doing that in, uh, there's a thing in your news sheet there and we'd love, you know, if, if uh, somebody wanted to come along and it's only, they're only like sort of 40 minute services and, and uh, about 25 people, but we're just going to go love our community. I mean, go may be 
something even wider than that. It might be that uh, you come along with us to Nepal later this year. There's a trip, I know it was going to be earlier this year, but it's ended up being moved to October. And uh, you know what we do when we go there? We encourage them, we, we teach them, we, we, we learn a lot from them. There are some amazing Christians over there. We, we serve, we, um, um, we just get alongside, and it's, a, it's an awesome thing. What do we do? Let me, I'm going to play, a, we're going to play a video here, which is of, uh, you won't hear in the video that, you know, we're from a church, we're Christians, but this is what a bunch of Christians uh, ended up doing, or are doing, down in the, uh, in the town of Tupuki, as they've somehow heard this thing of, like, go love your community. So we'll just have a look at this. Welcome to The Daily. It's been created by the community and it's for the community. So we've told these guys that we're interviewing a whole lot of finalists. Little do they know, they're the cafe of the year. We're not going to tell them that today. It's got good coffee, mouth-watering meals and a staff full of smiles. But that's not what makes The Daily special. We wanted a place where everyone could come and be connected and uh, kind of the heart and soul of the community. This is a place for Te Puki. We have a pizza night once a month where anyone can come along and we just put on free pizzas. We also make cottage pies um, with volunteers that go out as crisis meals to struggling families. Every coffee we sell um, provides clean water for one week for a person in Cambodia. All of my people, all of my from the upcycled furniture to the artwork, the toys to the kitchen appliances, even a lot of the food, it's all been provided by locals with a passion. And that's what makes this place special, is you see all these different groups coming in from, um, from the pack houses, from the schools, from the, the local aid agencies, everything working together um, to try and make everybody in the community connected and thriving. Behind it are four selfless trustees, all with their own full-time jobs, no hospitality experience and zero chance of making millions. No, we don't make any money as trustees. In fact, we've been generous beyond our means um, to get this place up and going. So there's no money goes into anyone's pockets. It all stays in the community. Yeah, we're really lucky to be able to see something we're passionate about and dreamed of come to reality. Now things are about to get busier. The Daily, your 2018 Cafe of the Year. Pretty interesting, eh? Have I turned myself on? Am I on? Okay. I've got this little switch that turns, and I'm just like, which is which? Which is my on or off? Um, but so that might just whet your appetite for, like, wow, you know, maybe, maybe something, maybe not, nothing that full on, but uh, I just love that that is a bunch of people that just go, like, we could do something. So I guess the question, just to finish up on, is what is, what is your go? There's, a, there's some clipboards that are going to be um, passed around. And uh, again, it's for you, if there's something that has just been like, you know, I've been thinking about doing this, I'd love to, I'd love to do this. And, uh, and it's not about no one's getting you to, you're not committing yourself to anything. It's just like, here's an idea. Here's something that, that I've been interested in or I've been thinking about. Or, uh, or if someone else started up something like this, I'd love to be a part of. And, uh, and they're just going to go around and you might, it's just an opportunity just to go, like, actually, I'd like to scribble my name down. There's a few ideas there at the top of the page and take your time. Um, 
And, um, but we'd love to, I guess we'd love to know what, what you'd love to do, how you'd love to go, um, you know, what you'd love to see happening, what God has put on your heart. There's just so much, um, there's a lot of need out there. And uh, if you're thinking, it's like, oh, our community's doing okay. I don't think it needs that much love. Um, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of need out there. And this whole thing, again, of going, like I, I gave you a big example. Wow, these guys have started up this cafe, and it's amazing, and you know, free pizza nights and emergency meals, and you know, caring people from the community are contributing, and people in need are, are receiving. Um, but it, it, it also needs to be said that it, it, going and loving your community comes down to just each one of us, each day, just engaging with the people that God brings in our, on our path. Does that make sense? Just that, um, just being aware that everyone, everyone has a little bit of need somewhere, whether it's... Uh, emotionally or you know, spiritually, physically. Um, here's some words that would be awesome if you were brave enough to, to say it to people you know, each week. And it's this, um, can I pray for you right now? Can I pray for you right now? And, you know, no matter what happens, no matter, you know, whether, whether anything spectacular happens or not, people are going to feel loved. Can I pray for you right now? Now, when Jesus sent out his 12 disciples and they'd been, they'd been with him and following him and they were, like, really enjoying, oh, Jesus is just so cool, you know, he, like, he heals people and, and he... He, he gives it to the, you know, the stuck-up religious people. He, you know, he lets them, lets them have it. And it's like, yeah, this is just so much fun. And then he says to his followers, he says, like, okay, I want you guys to go out and do some of the things that I've been doing now. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> and um, and uh, but they said, okay, we're up for it. And he says this in Matthew 10. He says, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. But you know, I love the way that the Message Bible puts this because he's talking to these guys about staying local. Really, that's what it is. He says, don't go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the Samaritans. Stay local, and this is the way the Message Bible puts this. Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far-off place to convert unbelievers, and don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. And you know, go for most of us will be lived out right here in our neighborhood, living generously in our neighborhood. And I know that a lot of you do this. You've turned your heart for living generously into your job. You know, you, 
teachers are just, you know, teachers and uh, people in the medical professions and you know, you're, you're my heroes. You're kind of like, you know, I'm going to choose to do this. I'm going to train and study and learn and um, I'm going to serve people. Yeah, I love it. We've got people here that, um, that are teaching in, in regular places but also in, in irregular places where kids haven't been able to you know, fit into normal school and, and there's, there's a couple of schools at least that have um, led by people at, uh, at Coast Vineyard that, that um, help people that don't fit into normal school. You've got people that are involved in, you know, in the legal system, people that are involved in social services, people that are caring for the elderly you know, as, a, as a job. I love it. People in the, uh, uh, in the police looking at helping people that, uh, um, that are often, um, you know, often dealing with rat bags but helping people that are, that are victims of these rat bags. Some of you are just like you're just wonderful influences in your in your school boards and your um, you know, your local community boards, your your trustees of charities and organisations and schools and it's um, it's wonderful. But my question is for you is like is like what does it look like for you? I know for some of you are in situations where it's difficult to even think beyond your your challenges of the here and now. Um, but what does it look like for you? you know, what, what, can, what can I do? What could you do? Is it the monthly outreaches? Is it, um, is it being the, uh, where's it gone? The number one, the number one inviter. We could buy you a bar of chocolate if you're the number one inviter. <laughs> is it, doing some after-school tuition for kids that are struggling? Is it just being available to, to, to sit with the lonely? Is it, uh, is it getting involved in, in something that is, is helping people in need in our communities? You know, people often say, so what do you, what do you guys do at Coast? What's, what's on your hearts to, for how you're going to help your community? And Jacinda and I, we often just say, well, whatever's on your heart, that's what's on our heart. So, you know, we're not, we're not here leading the church and like, you know, going like, you guys, you guys just like wait there and we'll hear from God and then we'll tell you what to do. It's not how it works. We just know that God is going to be putting things on your hearts. And then us and our role, we, we want to do everything we can to see whatever you do be fruitful and, um, and make a difference in our, in our community. We want to help you to step into what's in, on your heart. So, you know, this year we're going to be running a, um, a CAP course, Christians Against Poverty, which is a course that helps people um, get their finances in order and get them out of debt. It's just come from someone within the church who's got a heart for that. And we go, yay, you know, parenting with confidence, you know, classes are, are going to be happening because, like, hey, we could help people with their, with their parenting. You know, we've got people that just start up football teams and uh, because they just go, like, I've got friends. I just want them to stay connected with them. And it's just something like that. Now, one of the things on our March giving, I know the kids are coming in. It's awesome. I know that... Um, because I've talked way too long. <laughs> Let me finish with this, though. The, um, 
one of the things on our March uh, giving um, flyer that we've got is, is around you know, getting some funding towards uh, evangelism. And you know what that's funding is? That's going to be so that when you come to us and say, look, I've got this idea for like to, to reach people, it's going to cost whatever it is, $500. We'll go like, that's good. We'll fund it. No worries. Let's go. Let's do it. That's what it's there for. It's, it's, it's to, to be having resource to be able to see your ideas to, to reach people and make a difference to become reality. So, uh, so think maybe a little bit bigger than you were. So I guess the punchline is that Go doesn't need to be a program or a job. Go is about just taking the heart of Jesus into, into our days. It, it, it may become a program, but mostly it's just, it's just going with the love of God in our hearts, going and loving our community, going. And in this last week, I've heard from a bunch of you that have been just like, just loving your hairdressers and your, um, your physios and the receptionist and the, um, the checkout operator. And it's just, um, just being salt, being light in all that we do. Um, so let's continue to do that. Let's be a go church. So there it is, the end of the series, connect, grow, serve and, uh, and go, but don't go right now because there's coffee on, but uh, we'd love to do it. Let's just stand together. We've got, um, I know we know that whenever we go like a little bit longer than the kids do, the kids are always like nervous to come back in and I'm just like, I just love the sound of kids being kids in the, in the midst of church. So, uh, so if it, you've got someone, one of your kids ever comes and makes a lot of noise, just know that it blesses my heart, all right? Don't ever feel like bad about it. I love it. So those clipboards may be um, drifting around. Uh, if you haven't, didn't get a chance to, to find one, then uh, can track one down. I'd love to pray for you as we close. Pray for all of us. God, we realize that our lives are, uh, are, are a swirl of, of so much, God. There is, um, there's, there's jobs, there's families, there's friends, there's, there's trying to stay fit, there's trying to, uh, trying to do the right thing in so many places, there's our church, there's our, uh, there's our neighbors, that are, there's just so much that is the swirl of life, God. And I just pray for each of us today, you would, as I prayed already, God, that you would be planting those seeds of, uh, for each one of us as to how we can go and love our community that we would, uh, we would be good inviters, God, that we would be good at um, seeing people and loving them instead of when we connect with people, always thinking about, are they going to love me? God, that we would be people that would get our eyes off ourselves onto, onto others so that we can be a, a sharer of the love that you've given to us. So God, we're so thankful that, uh, that someone heard the word go and shared your good news with us. And we pray too for all those that are going to be uh, invited to come along to our, uh, our big Sunday next, uh, next week, God, that you would soften their hearts and that you would plant in them a, a curiosity and an interest and a, and a desire to be here, God, and that you would... You would you would get their feet heading towards us next Sunday morning. 
God, we thank you for all the blessings that, uh, that, that so many have experienced, God, through your grace, God. We pray for those that are particularly in challenging seasons right now, God. We also pray, pray uh, blessing and, and just, just the fullness of your grace, God, for, for them in this season. And God, may we, may we always remember that we're a, a church that, 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 is, that is called to go. Amen.